0: It's all good, baby, baby. Uh, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic, Molly Mall. I let my tape rock to my tape pop. All right, what's up, everybody? This is the Time Is Unfeated podcast. We appreciate you tuning in, as always. Thanks for being here. Those closest to the podcast and those tuning in right now, there's been a little bit of a change to how we're going to structure things right now. So... Our co-founder and developer, Jason Lakazi is going to take some time away from the podcast, focus on his business, focus on himself, focus on his life. He's too busy crushing the game anyway. But in that whole process, he's crushed my game. And now I'm just developing crazy, crazy thoughts. And the thing that really resonated with me when we had the conversation, too, and which is why we're going to have this conversation now, and you're going to see it branch off into a variety of things, is um, when he broke the news to me, I couldn't. It was very surprising to me to see how attached i was to him being a part of this podcast right we developed it in the chaos of a few different things in my life and it really you know him being the expert in human behavior and thoughts like this really explained to me how much he validated the existence of the podcast right i didn't necessarily think that i was worthy of putting my thoughts and projections and voice out there without him being there. And to be honest with you, it actually affected me quite a bit. I was crying a couple of times and it was something that um, I actually had to sit with. It was kind of a version of loss. And it's one of those things to where, uh, you know, we're not immune to that. We talked about this in the podcast before, nobody's immune to change, no one's immune to loss. And you sat there with a decision at that point in time. And what was the decision that was gonna be? Either I was gonna let the message, the positivity, the brand, whatever you wanna call it, um, as it's in its infant stages, either die or is the message really important to get out there is there a human experience that we need to discover do i need to follow my curiosity and those are decisions that i had to sit there with which is why we're here so we're going to continue that conversation and i couldn't think of a better person to be able to kick that off of me other than Vinny sabatino who's been on the podcast before but now we're going to really dive into some different things so if you don't know Vinny, he is an unbelievable positive individual One of my best friends of all time killing the mortgage industry killing the luxury concierge bartender service just a man of mystery has a sick beard i'm looking at him right now he's smiling (laughs) and um i couldn't be more excited to have him here and we're going to continue the conversation about you know security and kind of owning your voice and being vulnerable and trying to understand what choices you can make to continue to develop into who you want to become because really at the end of the day we're all facing the same thing regardless of how amazing hey hazel who's shaking her ears regardless of of how you perceive vinny as being you know a strong individual with a lot of motivation and very successful you know he faces the same things that you face regardless of you hearing me being confident and potentially knowledgeable about stuff on uh, this podcast i face the same things you face and that's why we're here we're going to continue that conversation. Vinny, what's up, brother? How are you doing? I'm man?
1: doing outstanding, man. How was that intro? Was that pretty solid? You did a great job. <laughs> Couldn't have done anything better myself.
0: As always, we don't have a plan or a structure in this podcast. We're just going to continue to let it flow. So Vinny, before we get started and before Hazel rips off the headphones here. By the way, Hazel is an amazing dog and she wants to be a part of it. So say hello to Hazel, everybody. <laughs> um... Yeah, before we get started into it, you know, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, how you got to where you are, a little bit of your history, your family, and uh, we're just gonna start rolling with
1: curiosities. Been in Naples 18 years. Mother got engaged to an assistant golf professional in St. Louis. He got the head golf position in Florida. Mom and ex-husband now <laughs> sat me down one day and said, "Hey, would you be open to moving to Florida?" Sure. I said, "Absolutely, let's go." So, summer before senior year of high school, moved down to Naples, Florida. Went to high school, went to college for about a semester, didn't like it, was not for me. <laughs> was not for me. I wasn't trying to learn from a guy driving a $45,000 car how to teach me how to drive a $45,000 car.
0: Mm, we're going so to break that yeah, down.
1: So uh, you are who you listen to. Mm. So went into the hospitality industry and worked my way up from a hostess to a bartender and then kind of coasted into the higher luxury, Rich Carlton bartending skills, then got recruited into the mortgage business mm. been doing that since 2019 in that time frame when i was working at the ritz carlton i met my beautiful outstanding of a human wife <laughs> angie uh angie and i have been married for almost three years now mm-hmm. and uh family's up in st louis still except for my mother who moved down here with me got a really small core group of friends i was the individual who had plenty of relationships and plenty of acquaintances but as you get older those kind of fizzle out and you really understand what's important Mm. so knowing that understanding that and figuring that out took a while but basically cutting the fat for all the bad influence that I was having and I found out that I needed something more and uh, Angie also helped me figure that out so being around her was awesome being around the core group of friends that I have is now awesome reading listening watching absorbing Mm. implementing what i'm learning is a huge huge situation for me well i'll tell you what um oh and i love blueberry pancakes and bourbon
0: mm, Mm. who doesn't love that if you're listening you don't like that (laughs) we gotta have a different conversation well, let's talk a little bit about the hospitality industry. What, what made you initially get into the hospitality industry? Because, and the only reason why I bring that up, is if you look at your lineage of career, right? Hospitality industry, continue to work your way up in that. Mortgage industry is a version of hospitality with a different product. It's the same
1: thing, just a different product.
0: Yeah, so what, what do you think um, makes you so conducive to staying in that industry, just in general?
1: My perf- my personality, my work ethic, and my love for making people happy. Right. So, if it's a... If it's a cocktail, if it's having them own their own home, then that's a win-win. And the money's really good. (laughs) (laughs) But also with bartending or in the hospitality industry, you get to create so many relationships in so many different industries. Mm. So by doing that for 15 years in that service industry, you get to meet the most interesting people from across the country, across the globe. And you get to learn about them. You get to learn about their tra- their challenges their successes what they went through where they're at now what they're doing now how they're doing it so mm. you really get to learn a lot about people when you're face to face with them
0: right I, I love that part do you think that's common for people that's that are in the bartending industry or just in general in the hospitality industry do you think your perception right the way you interacted with people and built those relationships and you were so intrigued by their story is that something that's common or is that uncommon for 80 20 rule 80, 20, 100,
1: yeah. 20% of them. Yes. 80% they are just there for money. Mm. And that's why we're here, right? Because think
0: about the awareness that you have on your strength of making people happy and building those relationships. And think about the 80% that don't have that awareness and they're only there for one specific reason. But how far is that really going to get you?
1: You're going to be there for a while.
0: Exactly. If you're
1: not, I, bartending was a leaping pad mm-hmm. to the next opportunity. Right. And I always kept the options open. If you don't keep your options open you what are you you're gonna stay in the same lane you're in you right. don't know what you can do what you can challenge yourself so eight to eighty percent of people unfortunately it just is what it is they won't which is fine right it's totally cool mm-hmm. if you don't want to do that that's totally fine but i saw something better for my life
0: right that's i think that's the biggest thing that you know even in the earlier podcast and i was always so amazed by how people live in security right they stay in their lane It's like, if you think about it this way, the 80% of the people that are in that industry for money, they know what this money presents. They know the job pretty well. They know what that gets them. They get them this relationship with this house and this type of clothing and this vehicle and all these specific things. And they stay there forever. And that's okay that they're making that conscious decision to stay there. That's nothing wrong with that. However, do you think they ever step aside outside of that lane to perceive maybe there's something different in their life?
1: There's only that opportunity if someone presents it to them in a positive way they are are you open to doing something more do you see yourself mm. doing this certain thing for the entire life some will say yes some will say no those 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 really motivated or really inspirational those really those types of people that want more but they just haven't had to find the, the correct opportunity mm. it just hasn't hit them yet right so by being open they could possibly find that if they allow the universe to allow that to happen to them. Right. So, if you see someone driving that car down the road and you're like, "Man, I wonder what he did to get that." Mm-hmm. Or, "Man, I can drive that car. I wonder what he did." I've actually followed people. I pulled them I I followed them into the public's parking lot and I said, "Brother, i just want to say you have a fantastic car what do you do <laughs> kind of like the wolf of wall street remember 100 yeah, percent. when they like hey you make this much what do you do i'm working i'm doing what you do how can we do this sure so i don't know where that came from i'm just kind of talking but no I, I, um please bring it so yeah so being open to that is a huge thing
0: do you think you have to be open to receiving that message to even be open to that opportunity yes what do you think prevents people from being open to the message?
1: The unknown and scared. Exactly. The unknown is the scariest thing possible. So let's say oh. let's say you're going to go get a doctor checkup and you and you're worried about the test results. Mm-hmm. You might not go to that appointment. You might not cuz you're scared of the unknown.
0: So the fear is the fear. The
1: fear 100%. Here's
0: here's where I combat the fear and then we're going to we're going to layer up on fear here. Uh, A lot of times I understand the fear. People control their whole life based on fear. Again, we talked about staying in your lane. That's secure. The lane is secure. There's no fear in the lane. We know the lane. We know what it gets us. There's no fear in that lane. If you introduce one variable to the equation of your lane, all of a sudden fear creeps in because we don't know the results. Here's a perfect example. Just use this analogy. Let's just say um, I'm I'm overweight, right? Let's just hypothetically say, okay, I'm overweight. I have this relationship with this person. I have this job. I have this perception. I've got you know my group of friends. I'm all of a sudden going to change my life and become incredibly fit. You know, sometimes people will be fearful of what the results will be when they become incredibly fit. Maybe their friends change. Maybe their relationships change. Maybe their job change. You don't know that, and that's where you know that's just one example. But people don't know how to introduce a different variable into their life because they don't know the outcome of the equation right and that's what keeps them secure all the time so like you said i mean if fear is controlling your life and fear of the unknown which i can attest to is the scariest place on earth what do you think and you know how have you combated fear in the past oh uh,
1: that's such a layered question i love layered questions <laughs> Such a layered question good uh rephrase the question for me
0: okay so no one's immune to experiencing fear sure you've experienced fear i experienced fear we experience fear what have you done to overcome the fear from controlling you of making your life better and implementing
1: the things that you're observing oh this actually with a rephrase it became a lot easier of an answer yeah i was trying to stump you so um Let's talk about, gentlemen, I'm going to reach out to you right now. If you're listening to this, let's say you're a single male and you're at a bar. Mm. And you see a beautiful woman walk in. You have two options. One, do nothing. Two, muster up the energy, muster up the courage to say hi. If you don't say hi, you missed an opportunity. And you're right back at the same situation. Mm. But if you went up to her and you introduce yourself and something positive happened you just busted through his fears face so
0: in that situation for example like if they're sitting there and debating this in their head because we've all had that debate and you let fear win what is you're going to be in the same
1: position (laughs) you're going to be in when you were exactly where you are right now
0: exactly so as we're talking about it's super simple right you've got either you're in the same place which you don't like obviously because you're thinking about making a move in a different place and you have the opportunity to make a different place, but there's a gap there and you don't muster up the courage or you don't overcome the fear of getting that to happen or making that happen. So wh- well, like, wh- how, how would you phrase your strategy in being like, okay, I'm scared to make this maneuver. We're all scared to make that maneuver, but I'm not going to let it control me. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. Is it simply just saying that or is it actually just making the decision, but like, you know, fuck it. You know, because when people make the decision to not do that, not only not only are they staying in the same place, but then they're probably going to get worse because then they're going to regret the fact that they didn't do it, and then it's going to spiral out of control, and all of a sudden they're in a worse place than they were before. 100%. Right. So the key is, I think the key to this, and just fear in general, is understanding that just because you're fearful doesn't mean it controls you. Do you think fear is a manifestation of just... I would say the manifestation of making the incorrect choice.
1: Well, I mean, people are always scared of making a uh, a failing, right? But you fail your ways to succeed. Sure. You got to keep falling. I think the average infant falls a thousand times before they start walking. Mm. Just do it. Like Nike nailed it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it is the best slogan. It ever. truly is, Every, and it's in this. It's in the uh, three letter or three word, the magic three. Of the magic of three. That's a, another conversation. <laughs> uh, but actually, it's not because I'm going to roll into this. Good. I was actually taught early on that most individuals have three leaps of faith in their life. Hmm. Three. Average. Average. One could be asking that person now, hmm. male or female. Uh, two, a possible career change or a relocation of some sort that got you out of your comfort zone. The best thing that I could ever tell anybody to do is move out of the town that they grew up in because it will force you to get out of your comfort zone. It will Mm -hmm. force you. You have no other option, no other option, but to say hi to people and to learn and to do things that you probably wouldn't have done in your hometown. Smart. You have to, you have to, have to, have to. So if you don't do that, that's fine, but... If you want more, you got to get out of that zone.
0: Yeah, I think that's the only way. And the thing is, again, going back to the original part of this conversation is that it's okay if you don't want more. That's okay. Cool. Yeah, exactly. But if you do want more and you're not making these decisions, then that's the issue. And again, we're not immune to anything. So here's a good example. I'll use athletics as an example. Everyone you know, you know, theoretically watches golf, and they know who Tiger Woods is. Sure. You're telling me that Tiger Woods, one of the greatest golfers of all time, if not the greatest, and that's another conversation <laughs> or a debate. You're telling me on the first tee at, at the Masters, he's not nervous? Exactly. Of course he is. However, he's planned. He's planned. He's executing. And he's just getting better at being in that environment of being, being nervous. Uncomfortable.
1: Right. He's comfortable 100%. with being uncomfortable.
0: 100%. And that is the choice to make are you gonna absolve yourself of fear fuck no of course not i'm fearful every day i'm scared every day Vinny, are you scared every day not as much as I used to be, but I still am. But that's because you're calculated and confident and implementing changes to not be. It doesn't matter that it's, it's still going to happen. There's going to be a point in time where Vinny is fearful. There's going to be a point in time where I'm fearful. I'm fearful that you're all going to reject this fucking podcast when I put it out there. I don't know what's going to go on, but I'm not going to let it control my output. We're going to see where this goes. And it's just one of those things to where you have that choice to make. Now, it doesn't matter. You're going to have fear. You're going to experience that. It's just a human emotion. It's how our brains operate. Our brains want to keep us safe. So think about that. Our brains want to keep us safe. What is safe to you? Safe is this, 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 and it equals safe. Well, if I introduce the variable of asking this person out, uh, now all of a sudden I'm not safe anymore because I don't know what's going to happen. It could be rejection. I'm trying to control the results. I don't want to be rejected, blah, 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 this, that. Whatever excuse you want to validate by succumbing to fear, Go right ahead. But at the same time, you got to have that decision and awareness to understand no matter what, you're going to be fearful. No matter what, you're going to be nervous, but you have a choice to make. And the choice is are you going to succumb to fear and remain who you are, or are you going to push past the fear and become who you're supposed to be?
1: Oh, nailed it. God, end it. Let's go. We're done. (laughs) Dropping bombs. That's it.
0: That's it. I wonder where (laughs) I learned to become who you're supposed to be from. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm looking right at him. So, you know, let's talk about, let's continue to talk about fear, right? So what, what scares you? Because remember, we're no, no one's immune to fear. Looking bad. Looking bad as far as what? Physically or perceptionally? Perceptually. Okay. Looking that...
1: bad or, um, I'm always, I'm, it's, it's a double-edged sword, man. Okay. Like my biggest weakness is my biggest strength, mm. which is people what they th- want what they th- what i want <laughs> hold on what people think of me okay. is like one of my biggest fears sure once i got over that dude the sky is a, the sky was the limit i got over that
0: where did that fear come from initially do you think
1: you know what it could have stemmed from early on mm-hmm. it could have stemmed from childhood um my brain did a really good job of blocking out a whole bunch of stuff when i was a kid sure uh there were some you know parents got divorced father passed away these are very traumatic things especially at a 15 16 year old's mind. Sure. So um I would say fear of what people thought was a hu- was a huge huge thing that I had to overcome.
0: When you started to overcome that, what do you think flipped your mindset to overcome it?
1: Oh, Angie helped out tremendously. Right. Having Okay, so if you've never met my wife, <laughs> um don't worry, she's she'll be on here soon enough. Yeah. Angie. She is, the, she is the smartest woman I know. She is the most intellectual. She's the most gorgeous woman I know. And she helped me get through that. So and what I did to bust that fear to ask her out or to, to you know make the initial conversation with her was the best decision I had ever. <laughs> so having someone to talk to whether it be a significant other, whether it be a stranger, whether it be your dog, but getting those emotions out is so healthy. Especially you can, I mean, you can tell anybody that, you know, you have this fear and they're going to say, that's so silly. Why are you thinking that way? Mm-hmm. Because in our mind, it's huge. It could be a mountain, sure. but to someone else, it could be an anthill. Yeah. So just getting through that initial, it's like a little switch that gets through your brain. Mm. So I don't know if that answers your question or not.
0: No, of course it does. It, it leads to a lot of different thoughts as I'm thinking here. But it's funny, you know, those fears, thoughts, um, perceptions, things you have to overcome. You know, they're they're programmed into you. You're not born that way, right? You learn that skill, which is why fear is such an interesting thing to me. So um, if we learn specific skills, right, we learn those skills to keep us safe. And then we want to learn new skills theoretically we want to continue to learn new skills but most people from what i can see and what i observe is like they'll learn skills they'll get to a certain point and they'll plateau their whole life and then all of a sudden they'll digress back to where they became where, where they started which is you know being dependent or all what, whatever you want to say that way the continual growth is something that is again it's a choice and a manifestation of pushing past pushing past all the emotions that you experience, no matter what you are able to experience emotions, you're going to experience emotions. So, you know, social media is obviously super prevalent when you start to look at people that you idolize on social media or all these business people, whatever, whatever idolization that you're utilizing, you know, this person's really fit or this person really successful and are driving this car, you know, there, there's no difference between them and you at all. I mean, it's not even close. If anything, you might even be more capable of experiencing more, wealth or more fitness or more anything that you're looking at than they are currently experiencing. The difference is, is they don't let their emotions and they don't let their fear control their outcome. Right now, whoever's listening to this, your fear and your security and the lack of vulnerability, because you don't want people to judge you or whatever, you don't want to fear, you fear rejection. That's only going to hinder your growth long-term. It can't, it can't push you to where you're supposed to be. It's impossible, right? If If you are faced with fear, and security, and you choose to succumb to those emotions, you are never going to get to where you want to go. This is why I'm so intrigued with the, with the with the version of mindfulness. Right, mindfulness is acceptance, and acceptance means I'm human. I I feel these emotions. Thank you for being here. You're trying to teach me something. Now you can leave, and that's exactly how they confront it. If you avoid it, like if you stay in security because you want to avoid fear or you want to avoid uncomfortable. Think about where you're gonna go. Are you gonna go where you wanna go? Of course not, but you can validate all you want. You can say, well, you know, I'm not good at public speaking. That's only because you're telling yourself you're not good at public speaking. Or like, I don't wanna do all this and this and this because I'm afraid of what people think of me. Right? And that's something that I've had to overcome as well. Well, guess what? That fear of people thinking about you in a specific way is only going to hinder your growth long-term.
1: And it's just going to continue to keep coming into your life. Yeah. If anything, it's
0: going to almost slap you in the face over and over and over again until you break that cycle. Exactly. It's impossible to do it. There's a really good um, social media post that I've watched, and it's it's, um, it's a Buddhist monk, and he's talking about uh, this necklace. And basically, if you want something to stay close to you, you pull it towards you, right? And I showed it to you. I see you was
1: it. That was that that blew my mind. I
0: want to watch it again. Right. And um, if you want to see it, you got to follow Mulligan Brothers and they're yeah. the ones that posted it. Um, and at the same time, if you if you don't like something and you push it away, it's only a matter of time before it comes back to you. And as he's showing you this, you know, the necklace is kind of, he's, hel- he's holding it away from you. So again, if you want something and you try to attach yourself to it and you keep it towards you, eventually it'll go away from you. Or you don't want something like fear and all these uncomfortable situations, you push it away, you try to avoid it. It's only a matter of time before it comes back to get you. The point is full acceptance and some full awareness is really the key to overcoming all those emotions period. And I think that's the hardest part for people is they don't want to do that inner work to understand who they are and where, where they want to become. It's easy to sit here behind a TV. It's easy to sit here behind the phone. It's easy to sit here behind the job that isn't fulfilling you and justify the behavior based on your fear. And the problem that most people have is of course, of course you want to achieve better things for yourself you might want to go on this sweet vacation you might you know like to have this car you might have like to have all this stuff i mean there's a matter of time where you might want something new for yourself but that just comes to a decision which is why the matrix movie is such an interesting analogy to me you're all in that soapbox i love it i am because it it's such a great analogy this day i mean you take the red pill you change right. you take the blue pill you stay the same Look how easy that choice is, right? And nobody can show you the door of implementing changes and learning and all that stuff. Um, everyone can show you the door, but you have to walk through it. And that's, uh, that's, that's the hardest part in general. From, from a humanity standpoint, you know, w- what's your perception on just humanity as a whole at the moment?
1: Rephrase the question.
0: Good. So when you look at people, right, do you have hope for people? Or are you just frustrated with people um, in general?
1: It's a great question, Phil. Um unfortunately i had to lower my expectations of people Hmm. recently um let's let's talk about that nothing surprises me anymore (laughs) let's just put it that way nothing Hmm. surprises me anymore and i have hope for humanity i do um sure but it also comes down to what are parents teaching their children today we're not that's a whole nother story don't get me on that um what are kids doing in this whole woke thing Mm. that's another conversation Mm -hmm. um i feel like everyone's got a voice but no one's unified really i feel there's a lot of separation right but what i can do on a daily basis i can only help people i can only smile i can only give compliments i can only pay for someone's starbucks behind me i can always send a thank you card Mm. I can be the change. Dude, Biggie said it best, bro. You want to change the world? Change yourself. You have to. So that's what I do. My biggest regret in my entire life, I've told you this before, not serving in our military. You were the one that told me, no, you are. You're just serving them in a different way. Mm. You're just serving your country in a different way. I am. You are. Of course. So the short answer to your question, do I have hope for humanity? Yes. Do I feel like we have a fuck ton of work to do? 100% 100% because I feel like we're sliding back.
0: Yeah. What, what contributes to sliding back? What do you think?
1: Uh, social media. Mm. Perception of uh, success. Just because everyone looks happy doesn't mean they really are truly happy. <laughs> um, Isn't that the truth? Oh, dude. Amen. So when you see that person, you know, uh, we're not going to go there. Yeah. Uh, short form. Yes, I have hope in humanity. Do I feel like we have a lot of work to do? 100%. And it only starts with, it can only start with the individual inside of you. To do that
0: so you you do a lot of hospitality right you love people you build relationships you're motivational you always reach out thank you notes no one does that anymore you're the only one that i know that does that and it's not even just a thank you note in general it's you can go to a restaurant have a good service send a note to the restaurant and tag the server's name yeah you're the only one that i know that does that at the end of the day do you ever question that that is going to make a change in the future like
1: oh dude 100 percent i feel like that's going to change somebody's life
0: good it should like and i i This is why I'm honored to call you one of my closest friends, too, because we have the same mentality. When I go to the grocery store and I specifically call the person who is a cashier by their first name, it's always amazing to me to see their reaction to that, because I know I'm the first one out of 700 people that came through that cash register to call them by their first name. Isn't that a shame? Which is where, if you start to really think about it, that's where you can lose faith in humanity. Mm -hmm. However, and, and that's it. This is another topic, just a quick rant on this. You never know what people are dealing with. Nope. Right? We're talking about how, you know, again, we're talking about how if you look at Vinny, for an example, Vinny's going to be positive, motivational. He's going to take care of people. He's going to be in the gym crushing. He's going to be crushing business. But at the end of the day, he's going to have days that are bad. He's going to have emotions that creep in. He's going to have things that go wrong. He's not immune to that. So think about if if you have that scenario and uh, all of a sudden... You're, you're soliciting a mortgage through Vinny, and you're just not that easy to work with. And you treat Vinny poorly, and he tries to help you, and you just tell him he's terrible, write, write a bad review. Think about how effect, you know how not effective that's going to be to letting Vinny become who he's supposed to be and how terrible that's going to be for that mindset. So the point is, like, if anyone ever out there is treating somebody else poorly, I just want to give that person a hug. And I'm talking about the person who's treating the other poorly because look at the shit that they're probably going through. They're just trying to find fucking happiness somehow, some way. And rather than actually, you know, becoming who they're supposed to be and thinking about it from that perspective, they're just projecting it on everybody else. And like, I can't understand how people will just willingly make the choice to do that to people. That's fucked up to me. <laughs> and, I, and I can go, I, I can do a thousand podcasts on that. And if anyone wants to ever contact me and justify their behavior on treating someone else poorly, I don't care if you got the worst service on earth. I don't care if you, you're dealing with someone, there's no excuse for your behavior. Right, so at the end of the day, that's just a quick rant on that. Fuck that shit. Well,
1: think about it this way too: hurt people, hurt. God, <clears throat> that is
0: yes. So, uh, thank you for your positivity in the universe. Do you feel
1: like? What's the reason why you do that? Just love it, man. Yeah, what, what? I get, I get a high frequency from it. Good, my vibes just radiate. It just get, you know how you get that, you know how you get that really good. Gut feeling when you do something really cool for somebody and you don't have anything in return. Sure, man, it's pretty. It just just gives. It just gives you a high. Just gives you a high.
0: Do you think that the more positivity you put in the universe, the more positivity you get in return?
1: Do you always ask dumb questions?
0: Yes. Mm,
1: The answer is yes. Okay,
0: there's a reason why I asked. Karma, man. There's a reason why I asked the dumb. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. Do you ever find yourself doubting karma? No damn quick
1: answer no (laughs) it's legit it is the it is the law of attraction actually it should be called the law of love Mm. because the law of love love is the highest vibration the highest frequency anyone could ever have in their entire existence right yes it is called the law of attraction your thoughts become things Mm. but love man just giving the love out
0: do you ever i'll rephrase this question so you put a lot of love out there in the universe, and thank you for doing that. You put a lot of positivity in the universe. I'm very grateful that you spread that to me, too. And just being your friend is something that's inspiring just to begin with. Who who does the same for you?
1: Angie. You. There's a core group of people that do that. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. I don't get a lot of that from my family. Angie and I were just talking about this the other day, where my, I'm so different than my brother and my sister and my mother. Mm-hmm. She's She's almost baffled that I'm related to them Hmm. because they don't have the same mindset I do. I don't know where it came from. Could have came from my father, but unfortunately I will never know. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just take that as a personal responsibility. And I like, I've always been the one to be an outcast. Sure. I've never been a true follower. I've always been someone that kind of just does my own thing. If it works, (laughs) cool (laughs) you know (laughs) dope let's go let's ride if it don't I'll just just pivot is it hard to be an outcast no it's awesome yeah no it's very easy what about but uh, i'm so personable so like like when i say outcast i mean i kind of i beat my own drum sure i don't try to go with the flow if everyone's going left i'm probably gonna go right and go see what's going on over there Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so um i love that yeah me too. I, love that. I get what, a, I get a, I get a, I get a, I get a really good energy about that.
0: It's funny. I'm a, I'm the same way, like to the point to where I have a Samsung phone on purpose.
1: <laughs> and and I, I honestly hate it, but I it know. is what it is.
0: <laughs> I would actually love to have a Blackberry phone right now. You're going to laugh at that one too. But it's, it, it's interesting. So let's go back to the one key thing you said you made it your responsibility, mm-hmm. right? So you're different than your family. Mm-hmm. Where does that responsibility of you being you come from?
1: uh probably i've thought about this and i think it's the passing of my father and i feel like i have responsibility over my with my brother because my brother never really stepped up Mm. he's the oldest yeah okay so my brother's the oldest my sister's the middle and i'm the youngest sure so usually the younger son of an italian family is like the baby Mm. boy right (laughs) um but once my father passed and i didn't see anybody else really stepping up in the family Mm. then i took it as a personal responsibility to take care of it when i'm at lunch or at dinner with my brother or my sister when i'm in town i always feel responsible for even like taking care of the bill sure don't know where that came from but i feel like it came from a past experience that i had when i was a kid when i was a kid sure
0: so yeah i um i can relate to that a little bit too so i will tell you one of my one of my traits and strengths weakness and you know about this about me is uh, i like to take care of everybody mm-hmm. and i always will And I don't care what that does to me because I'm always going to be able to be okay because that's just me being me. And I've always thought about, you know, where does that come from? And working with Jason just on the side and podcast. I've started to learn where that came from. So when I was was growing up, you know, my parents were divorced when I was younger too. And I lived primarily with my mom and my stepdad. And uh, they weren't there for me. They just weren't. So the only person that had to be there for me was me. And then I have a younger sister, and the only person that had to be there for her was me. And the majority of the time, obviously my father and my stepmother are amazing and I owe everything to them. But at the end of the day, that molded me into who I am. That's where it comes from. That's where responsibility comes from. And not only do, and I think about, okay, where's the root of that responsibility come from? Like I know the situation, where's the root? And the root is they weren't there for me. I know what it's like to not have anybody. I know what it's like to be alone in the universe. And I know how scary that is. And I don't want anyone else to to, to have that feeling. I just don't. Because it's the worst feeling in the world. And I will do everything I can to protect anybody. It doesn't even matter who it is. It doesn't even matter who it is. No. I will do that. Because really, at the end of the day, um, I have certain people in my life and close friends of mine, uh, regardless of what they look like, regardless of their gender, that have expressed love to me in a variety of ways. And that specific feeling is something that keeps me going. Mm-hmm. Because I, I know how, what, what genuine people that are there for you are like without any motivation, without any intent, other than just wanting you to be happy. And that's pretty amazing. And I will always give out love and care and that just in general from that perspective. And I'm sure, like you said, in your your situation, you know, that came from somewhere. And it's amazing that your family is always questioning, like, where'd you learn that shit from? Like, how'd you get there? You can't be related, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's just because they they can't speak the same frequency. And that's okay, too. That's just you becoming you. They're becoming them. You're becoming you. I'm becoming me. We're all becoming whatever we want to become. But it all comes down to choices and pushing past the fear. It has to. Let's talk about vulnerability, right? So you're being vulnerable on the podcast right now. We're learning a lot about you. I know all this already, but people are learning. (laughs) People are learning this about you.
1: Do you find strength in being vulnerable? It makes a well-rounded man.
0: Hmm. How so?
1: Men are supposed to be vulnerable. I don't know where this whole macho bullshit came from where I don't cry Mm. I'm sorry for you yeah to be a well-rounded individual you have to have all the feels sure you got to have hate anger you got to have vulnerability you got to have sadness you got to have happiness you got to have love but knowing what to do with those emotions letting them out speaking to somebody Mm. allows you to be a well-rounded man sure You can watch any television show that has an alpha or a hero of some sort, and they have a small sort of doubt before they go do something heroic. Mm -hmm. Like, once I started being more vulnerable and watching these types of movies or shows, I start really watching the characteristics of the hero. They're sad. They get angry. They want vengeance, but for the good reasons. Mm -hmm. They want to be... The hero, because they feel a responsibility for it. So, being vulnerable is is a part of life. And blocking it and not letting it out is detrimental to your mental health, Hmm. in my opinion.
0: Well, I think it has to be right. You think about we go back to that analogy about the necklace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you start pushing all your emotions away. It's a matter of time before it affects you, and
1: they're going to come back ten times, probably exponentially. Yeah, of course. So why not just let them, let it go, let it ride, let it out. That way you can have a clean slate and do something better tomorrow, today.
0: It's because most people have been told that for them to be a man, right? This comes from programming. It has to, to be a man. You don't show emotion to be a man. You're strong. You provide for your family to be a man, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. Exactly. But you know, most people don't question their programming. <clears throat> This is why I'm on the soapbox of The Matrix. Think about, just, again, think about the, think about the analogy there. Most people don't question their programming. They're told who they're supposed to be. You're born as a blank canvas, right? You learn how to be through your role models, through behaviors, through this and that. And the majority of the time, the people that are molding you into who you want to be are telling you who to be basically because they're being this way. They like who they are. And they're influencing you to be just like them so that you can have a similar life to what they have. We wanna talk about parenting. Here's a side note here. Most parents right now always tell me they wanna have their kids experience a life that they never had. That is such shit at the end of the day, because guess what? The life that you have molded you into who you are and who you're gonna become. So if you protect people from experiencing all these emotions, how are they ever, ever, ever gonna understand how to deal with struggle, how to deal with fear, how to deal with this and that? What are you gonna do? Just protect them their whole life? Guess what? You can be the best person on the planet, the most positive individual, send thank you notes all day long, Life is coming for you, and it's going to kick you in the fucking face. It doesn't matter. So at the end of the day, I feel like no one questions their programming. Well, my parents told me to be this way, and my influences told me to be this way, and then I'm going to make sure that I protect my kids, and I also show them to be this way, blah, blah, blah. And it's like every individual's job is to influence the other individual to become the version for themselves, right? To ask the independent questions, to start to get the answers for you. Everyone's an individual it doesn't matter how similar we are. Like I'm an individual, you're an individual. We have um, every mindset. I mean, we're basically twins, but you know, we're at the end of the day, we're still individuals and the way, the way that we operate and who we are and all these things are individual to us. I've got a different DNA than Vinny's DNA. DNA. Vinny's DNA is different than mine. He's got a better beard than mine. It just is what it is. (laughs) And it's just one of those things, but it's really just one of those things like our job, like I'm not, I, I never tell you who to be. You never tell me who to be. I only ask you questions to help you develop the answers. You only ask me questions to help me develop the answers, and that's one of the things that's really interesting about just people in general is a lot of times we're always projecting who we think we should be to each other we're not being vulnerable we're just projecting oh you should be this or hey man you should do this or you should you know take this or you should you know do this and you should go there and this and that but like that's not our job you know your job is to take care of yourself and influence yourself and then also help others become themselves as you continue to do that and if you have the power to be vulnerable and you're not going to be strapped by ego and, and fear and you know, you're going to stop projecting your shit on everybody else, I think it only exposes how human we all are. right? The human experience is the same for everybody. We all have brains. All the brains are different, but we all have characteristics of similarities. We're all humans together. Connection, emotion, fear. It doesn't matter what it is. We all experience the same stuff. The ones that are really becoming who they're supposed to be Just have a better awareness and understanding of where that is. They don't stay in the same lane. Every day they question something. Every day they push past something. The lane is always molding as they go, right? It just is what it is. It's not a straight line, it's nothing like that. It's just one of those things to where if you can observe yourself and you can continue to ask the questions and you can continue to enable the people you care about, to become who they're supposed to be and be vulnerable in that process. It's only a matter of time before not only are you helping yourself you're helping everybody else and boom, that's all there is to it. Tom has on a feed of podcast Vinny. Thanks for being here, man. My
1: I, pleasure, brother. I appreciate I, you and I love you and I'm grateful for you. <laughs> well, you just stole my thunder. Cause
0: I was going to say the same thing to you.
1: <laughs> Got uh, well, yeah,
0: I look forward to more conversations like this and again, exposing the human experience. It is what it is. We're all in it together. Emotions are going to be prevalent. It's okay. To live in a life of not security. It's okay to question things. It's okay to push past things. It's okay to start being uncomfortable. And I encourage you to do that more and more and more. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you want to try a new diet. I don't like fish. Well, guess what? Try a different type of fish. I want to ask this person out. And I, you know, I'm afraid of rejection. Fuck it. Go do it. What are you going to do? If that's the choice you're going to have to answer. We're out. See ya. By the pool, considered a fool, cause I dropped out of high school. Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood. And it's still all good, uh.